You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 423. Did you know 4 plus 2 plus 3 equals 9? You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 423. We're getting really, really close to that magic number of 425, Gaz. 425, magic number. Ooh, well, I'm a magic number. I, I, it's not really all that magical. Oh. It just means it's 25 more than the... 400. Real, than 400, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, as everyone can tell... I am feeling better this week. I, I have not lost the will to live. So <laughs> fortunately for for everyone that just loves you know, the, the, the things that I say and the things that I do here on the MyMac.com podcast, I did not die. Yay. Yay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, if I was going to sound more enthusiastic. Yeah, you were supposed to sound really, really enthusiastic. Yeah, guy, I'm, I don't know what I'd have done without you. If if if, if you hadn't have turned up tonight, guy, I would have gone to bed. <laughs> you would have gone to bed. Well, yeah, yeah, that that that's kind of the uh, the effect that I expect we're going to have with me still being alive, or possibly this. It, yeah, it, it's good to know that you're feeling better. I am pleased. I am. I am feeling. I I may cough once or twice, but. All in all, I am much better than I was last week. Okay, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So, how's your week been? Um, I've resigned. You have. Yeah. Um. So does that mean you're you're leaving the show? Uh, I, <laughs> of course not. So. Of course oh, not. Who? No, I've I, I've, I've resigned from my job. You're kidding. <laughs> I'm not, no. Um, by the time this goes out, it'll be a, a, a lot more definite uh, of when I'm actually finishing. Um, but I've actually resigned from my job. I've got another job to go to, and uh, uh, I've basically had enough of the, the company I'm at. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm I'm. There's not I'm a lot to say to that, you have really. another job. No, not really. Not too much. So that was where you were talking about resigning from the show. Yeah, I mean, no, no, whether no, or not no, no, whether or not you no. have money to like keep a roof over your head and, and, and keep your, your your family in food it, it takes second place yeah. to whether or not you're gonna be on the MyMac.com podcast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that it could mean actually uh towards the end of the month or uh, certainly starting in um November things could get a bit busy so uh, we'll have to wait and see just uh, just how it goes up uh, how it turns out but uh, yeah I've resigned I've got a new job I'll tell you all about it in the next coming weeks I'm sure the people are looking forward okay, to great. it um, I was actually going to update my machines to Mountain Lion this weekend but I just didn't have the time uh, basically I refereed <laughs> oh, on wow. Saturday I refereed on Saturday and then Saturday evening we uh, we were going out because we had some Americans over here American referees uh, who were over visiting and actually, Thursday night, I and went over they, to... Did they behave themselves? Yes, they, they behaved themselves very admirably. They were uh, very good um, visitors. 
and apparently we were quite good hosts. <gasps> I didn't actually host anybody uh, at my house this time round, but I'm sure it'll happen in the future. And it, it got me the taste for going back because I, I don't know if you remember back in 2006, uh, I may have mentioned this before, that I went over to um, California to referee and had a great time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'd love to go back. So, uh, but yeah, that that um, that meant we had a meal Saturday night. So Saturday night was out, and then today I reffed in the morning. I came home and we got back quite late Saturday night. So I kind of fell asleep for a couple of hours on the settee, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, had to take um, my daughter over to. Well, I didn't have to, but I took my daughter over to rehearsal for the band uh, for Youth Brass Two Thousand. And uh, yeah, so I haven't had any time at all to update my machines to Mountain Lion. So perhaps. Next weekend. <laughs> well, now didn't she do? Um, I'm sorry. What was what was the music event again? Youth Brass 2000. Oh, they they did they they've done lots. Youth Brass of 2000. Yeah, that's the that's the band's okay. name. Okay, uh, but wasn't it Youth Brass 2000 last year also? So no, they, no, that, they that's... don't update the uh, the the name. No, no, that's the name because it was formed in the year 2000. They actually call themselves YB2K. Um, but it's, it stands for what youth brass 2000, cause that's when it was basically formed. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was making a, Oh, they haven't right. updated their name in Sorry. 12 years. Sorry. Or they didn't know what I missed. I missed that one. It was. Okay. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, there wasn't much to miss, honestly. <laughs> Just one of those really, really. Let's move, on to, the, let's, let's move on to the let's move on to the let's move on to the website. Before we before we go on before we go on to the website, uh, I'm going to Chicago on Wednesday. I'm going to meet up uh, with Tim at the new Mac Specialist store in Oak Park, Illinois. And if you live in the area, please come by on either Thursday or Friday, and you'll to definitely meet me. And I know John Nemo is planning on showing up. And Sam Levin, though I don't know what day Sam Levin is going to be there. The address is 805 Lake Street, Oak Park, Illinois, 60301. So uh, if we can just get Tim to open up a, a Mac Specialist store here in Northern Virginia so he has to split his time between Battle Creek, where he lives, Chicago, Illinois, where the most of the Mac Specialist stores are, and Northern Virginia, we will completely screw up his home life. <laughs> Excellent. Remember that you can help the MyMac.com podcast by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of the MyMac website or the Stoplight Network website. Doesn't cost you a penny, but it really, really helps the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds so much better than last week. I know, boy. Well, like I said, I am feeling. I mean, I'm still a little bit, little bit phlegmy, like yeah, everyone but, cares. But, but uh, what, I, I, and I still love you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I swear to God, in a previous life, I was a friggin' DJ, radio DJ. <laughs> Okay, MobyKey Classic 2 Remote Access Device. This is a, re a review from Larry Grinnell. Oh, sorry, from who? Larry Grinnell. No, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, Grarry Linnell. Yeah, don't say that. Nobody wants to hear you say that. Okay, this is a comprehensive review, so sit down and make a coffee when you read up on it. Um... 
the Moby Key Classic is the world's first smart device that has ca- that is capable of running on both Mac OS X and Windows machines and devices. The MC2 is a smart card embedded device that allows subscribers to remotely access their office computer, network and other digital resources from anywhere at any time. Larry can be quite harsh when he first uh, reviews an item, but he gives this device the benefit of the doubt and it gets a MyMac.com rating of 7 out of 10. What, Larry? Larry Harsh? I've never heard of such a thing. He said it. He said it in the review himself. Okay, I'm only. I'm only saying what he said. I did read it, so there you go. Okay. Uh, next up is the Brent Haven BX2 camera backpack. It's a review by Sam Negri. I almost did it. Sam Negri, the Brent Haven BX2 backpack, a medium-sized camera bag with padded shoulder straps and a chest strap, accompanied me on a trip to the California coast. I carried a DSLR. With almost with a chest strap. No, I carried a DSLR with an 18 by 55 millimeter <laughs> lens on the camera body and two additional lenses plus a 70 to 200 millimeter telephoto and a 35 millimeter and had plenty of room to spare. I know how big those some of those lenses can be. Yeah. In addition, a side pocket opened into a compartment for an iPad or a 15-inch laptop computer. Sam goes for a MyMac review rating of 8 out of 10. I've got to say, I quite like the look of that. Now, but Sam does, I think he had a little bit of a problem with the zipper, so he'll have to read the, the review. I don't think it was really a problem, but I like the look of that bag and the compartments and the way the compartments open up. Perfect, absolutely perfect. I've got a, um, a camera bag, and um, sometimes I find it a bit awkward to get my camera out because you almost have to open the complete compartment. So, right. uh, yeah, but it's a bit costly, I think, that one. About $179, I think. So, wow. Yeah. Anyway, the next on the uh, .com website is, or mymac.com website, is FileMaker Pro 2, The Missing Manual. This is a book review from Elisa. You say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. Elisa <laughs> It's working. It's it working. Is working. We've got a little story for the folks next week, possibly. Okay, yep. Elisa, Elisa says FileMaker Pro 12 is a very powerful application. As such, it also commands a steep learning curve. I'm a huge proponent of using in, sorry built-in help files with an application, but sometimes that just isn't enough. If you use FileMaker Pro 12, FMP12 in brackets, I highly suggest you pick up a copy of FileMaker Pro 12, The Missing Manual. Elisa gives this book a MyMac.com review rating of 9 out of 10. Comma, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up is the, I almost said Snapscan, ScanSnap S1300i Scanner Review by Kurt Blanchard. The key to going paperless is a good scanner. Businesses use fairly expensive, high-speed scanners. But if you want to organize your personal life, these are often too costly. Flatbed scanners are good for many tasks, but are really time-consuming and fussy for scanning stacks of paper. The ideal solution is a smaller, moderately-priced unit that quickly scans multiple pages at a time. This perfectly describes the ScanSnap S1300i scanner from Fujitsu. The scaps, scap, the scaps, going so well until the very end. 
the scan snap gets a my mac review rating of nine out of ten from kurt i was going so well oh did yes yes oh did, did you hear the way my, my voice changed right as i as soon yeah. as i read that first line it was like Okay, this this needs the commercial voice. Yeah, and it was very good. I really fancy one of these actually because uh, uh, they are useful. But uh, yeah, I've got a, one of these flatbed scanners, and I must yeah. admit, it is a pain because you know I think it I think it's got a feeder on it, but I'm I'm not quite sure. Well, good luck trying to figure out how it works. Yeah, that's that's right. I haven't yet, and I've had it about a year. Um, yeah, yeah I, so. I had a scanner up until I had a uh, it was an Epson Perfection six thousand or God only knows what it was, and it had this 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 little thing that you could put like uh, negatives in, but I could never get it to work right with any program to where it would scan each one of the negatives in turn. I always had to go in and do it manually, and eventually I just gave it up for a, for a bad turn. So I need to probably look at scanners again because I have got so many pictures, especially from from back in the eighties when I used to travel. And I, before those go bad, I would really, really like to, to yeah, get some you should, you need digital to do that. copies of them. Either yeah, that yeah. Or, or go the route you did and have, and send them in. Yeah, get someone to do them. Yeah, definitely. One or the yep. other. Um, okay. Now, uh, basically, we've got some feedback, which came in today from Gary Apter. And I'm not having a go, Gary, so please don't take <laughs> it. But, but he did say that he thought we had 188 uh, likes on our Facebook page, and and I went straight over to you know the mymac.com podcast uh, Facebook page, and there was still only 131. And I thought, hmm, right, let me refresh the page, let me go around, and then we hmm. quickly got an email back uh, from Gary saying, ah, right, yes, because I'd, I'd sent him a post basically saying, well, I'm only seeing a 131, Gary. I don't quite know where you're looking. You know, if if we had 188, Guy, it would make your day, is My what I told him. My head would explode. Your, your head would explode. Anyway, it, Gary was just on the, the wrong page. He was looking at the MyMac.com website. So easy you, mistake to make. I can do that Either that time. or some other more popular podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if, there, if there is possibly any such thing, which I doubt. But I, I think it's now put um, possibly a... a, a a dictate out to you to start getting even more likes so we can catch up with the the website's likes <laughs> or or whoever has this mysterious obviously false and fake 188 likes yeah absolutely well he i think it's actually gone up to 189 now so that's not very good oh, um damn. anyway he, he also said um that he hadn't mentioned it but the geico uh gecko is actually an east london accent not oz so there you go okay that's probably, because... that's, now that would explain why it sounds like me because I I am actually originally from London although North London but I think I've got a, a bit of a mix accent so uh, I couldn't even tell you what I, what does my voice sound like I always wondered about that oh uh, just an American yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because you got that New York kind of accent you, you know and then, I, I and then you got the, the people accents. that live in New in New England and kind of park their car in the yard which of course is a you know people in New England right now are going oh Kill you! Yes. Let's move on before we upset too much. Okay, before yeah, before we make anybody else angry with this. Well, wow, look at the likes; they're going down like gangbusters. Well, uh, we got some feedback from Twitter. Uh, Stand away on Twitter uh, was reminding me that I screwed up on Gaz's track last week, and yes, I know, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, we also got a, a tweet from um, uh, 
if the face fits, uh, basically saying um, he had a conversation with us and Downcast, saying that the Downcast app screwed up our logo from last week. However, I think I've seen that before, and I'm not sure that it was actually Downcast's fault. It may well have been uh, iTunes servers uh, doing that, because I remember Alison over at uh, Podfeet having that same issue, um, not with ours, but with others. And I've, I've seen other people having issues. So I think it's fixed now anyway. So uh, he, he's got it sorted. Okay, and Paradigm Pro came up with a great new bumper for us. Uh, the My Mac Podcast, the only thing that doesn't get better with age. <laughs> Can't argue with that. Do, do you know, do you, you got, I've got to say, though, at least we're consistent. Um, we are. We yeah, are. Yeah. Though it's not consistently good <laughs> no that's right now the latest like the latest liker um on facebook is actually james turner uh that's woodpad now i i, I seem to think we mentioned that last week but we couldn't yeah, have done we did. it well it was well, on we mentioned we mentioned james last week. yeah that's right because he actually liked it i think on monday so um anyway we were still even though he added that like we're still at 131 so i think it basically is the facebook gods messing with guy's brain and i right. really want them to stop doing that it's not right, and it's not fair. Okay. Now, would you like to hear Siri say this week's phobie word of the day, Guy? Um, sure. Anatidophobia. Now, I hope you heard that. I, I did hear it. Anatidophobia. Um, anatidophobia. Uh, a fear of really, really small flying insects. It's got to be it. That is That is so far from the truth <laughs> who, who would have guessed that i got the phobie word of the day wrong <laughs> now, does that ever happen it, i'm not i'm not sure how true <laughs> this is but i've actually found uh, anatidophobia as actually being a fear of being watched by ducks i'm i'm sorry is that a real thing <laughs> apparently yes <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Wow. So, so I guess picnics in the park are like right out then. Yeah, it's. I mean, there are various different things, but it says basically it's the fear of somewhere, somehow a duck is watching you. <laughs> oh, my. It's a, I, I can't eat this sandwich. There may be a duck watching me. Oh, and speaking of, of weird, I should have mentioned this earlier. I was, I was talking to my wife and... Uh, something came up in a commercial that was talking about uh, pants. And for some reason, I was thinking back to a conversation that you and I had had some time ago where in the UK, they don't call them pants. They call them trousers. Correct. Because pants has to do with underwear. Correct. And my wife, I, I don't even know why I'm talking about this now. <laughs> or, why? Or why it came Perhaps up. It's a fear of a duck. Uh, yeah, it, your, yeah, yeah. It was the fear of a duck attacking my underwear or pants. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what? I really, really need a duck sound effect right now. That would have been perfect. Aflac, there. Yeah, yeah that'll, that'll, All right, that'll, The American audience will know what that means. Okay. Okay. I've, I've got no get, idea. Gaz, get us out of here before I'm I not going to get. Else. I'm not going to get you out of here actually because oh, I've actually no. put a tech news of the weird in. Oh, now, you have a tech news of the weird. I'm going to blame Steve Sheridan for this one because um, he pointed me to this site with reference to a completely different article. But I went onto this uh, uh, this web page, which is basically what if. 
and these are completely hypothetical questions being asked uh, answered with physics uh, every tuesday apparently and one of <laughs> the <laughs> one i've on linked tuesday. to the one that i've linked to is, is the equation if you went outside and lay down on your back with your mouth open how long would you have to wait until a bird pooped into it <laughs> And apparently the answer is around 195 years. <laughs> Hold on, I have to go outside for a little bit. <laughs> so I put the link to that particular website in Tech News of the Weird because I just thought that was weird. <laughs> that is weird. All right. Okay, everybody. Now get us out of here. Everybody, stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. With pants. Hi, I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohen from the Tech Fan Podcast. And we wanted to take a moment to tell you about the Stoplight Network. Stoplight is a community of podcasters. We're a group of people who are passionate about podcasting, and we're looking for people who have either existing or new podcasts that might be interested in joining us. So check it out at www.stoplightnetwork.com. And while you're at it, check out our show, the Tech Fan Podcast part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. Skirting the very edge of respectability and train wrecks. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome back to the second section, or not welcome back to the second section, but welcome back to this week's 423 did you know 4 plus 2 plus 3 equals 9 podcast from the two G-men that's Guy over there in uh, America land <laughs> and me over here in Ingerland <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry mostly I'm sorry mostly yeah. <coughs> oh, we now, just spent like the last on. five minutes throwing <laughs> soundboard files at each other we, it, it's funny there, but there was no delay. There was no delay. No, there's no delay. But the, the funny thing is, Guy, you throw one at me and I have to find one to throw back at you and then you counter it with another one. It's like chess, isn't it? it yeah, in a way like it chess. is. Squirrel. So, yeah, not squirrels. <laughs> no. Okay. Now, what, what's, what's all this about um, Apple and all sorts of other stuff that you've written about the uh, iPhone 5 and iOS 6 you've put well, into this second section? <laughs> Uh, you know, we're we're kind of in the the doldrums of the tech world right now, right after all the summer announcements. Yeah, we're and, coming down the slope after, you know, Apple have released all of their Well, not just Apple. Um most up up until probably next month in November, it's it's a kind of a quiet period, you know, and a lot of people a lot of companies are, are saving their, their big product announcements for just before the holiday season because they want you to get excited about buying, you know, this new giga that you didn't even realize you wanted or needed until they crammed, you know, commercial after commercial on your television set telling you that you need it or you'll die. So with with that having been said, there's a lot of tech blogs out there. God knows there's a lot of tech blogs and they don't have much else to say. So, but currently they seem to be focused on two things concerning the, uh, the the recent announcements by Apple with the iPhone 5 and iOS 6. And, and the first one, and this is the one that, that really just astounds me, that the iPhone 
had such a disappointing launch with only 5 million units sold the first weekend. Now, let me let me say that again. Only 5 million sold. And I think really the only constraint wasn't a lack of customers, but a lack of hardware. You know, I, I bet Apple could have sold another 5 million that first weekend if they had them, but they didn't. So for analysts to claim that they should have sold 7 to 8 million is nonsense. And apparently that's the basis for their disappointment. Well, so, let, I wonder if the analysts think that they should have sold 7 to 8 million and the fact that Apple wasn't prepared and had enough stock in place to sell 7 to 8 million is why they're disappointed. Well, possibly. Well, do you think they should have had more phones ready or or No, they'll, they'll 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 have as many uh, ready as they deem that they can sell and still create a certain amount of um hype around buzz, the queue yeah. uh, or hype around the queues that will happen. In fact, I've got a feeling you might mention that in the the, the piece that you've said here. That's yeah, I was going to say is part of what makes Apple Apple the lines of people waiting for product A uh, when that product is launched. In other words, self-induced marketing by the very people who have a tendency to buy Apple products anyway. Yeah, well, but I think those people are going to queue up anyway. So it does, it's, it, that's an irrelevancy to a certain degree. The fact that some people would say, well, Apple are quite happy when they say, my God, we've sold out. You know, how fantastic is this device? You've got to get one on order quick, folks. And, to, you know, you know, it could be a cynic and say that. And, and personally, I think that Apple, any company, would like to sell as many as they possibly can um, because it just makes life easier. And if they came out and said they'd sold 10 million, I think they'd still have queues around the door and people waiting for the next phone. Um, so I have heard from some people they may actually have – um, pushed some of their product and not actually pushed all of the stock to all of the stores on first day release because they're going out with a much quicker release to other countries than they've done in the past. That's and, true. They, they uh, just, I think, on Friday uh, they released it to another twenty-two countries. That's right. Now that would, if if they sold out everything from the countries where they know they're going to get you know, sales, and they know, I mean, all of those people ordering online. And them telling them it's two weeks just means that they know what their production line has got to do over the next two or three, four weeks and, and several months. So from an Apple perspective, getting online sales is almost better because you've got, you know, you've got your process, you've got your ordering, you can, you can book the, the production line, you know what the run lines have got to be, you know whether it's 16 gigs, 32 gigs, 64 gigs that you need, white, black, yeah, you know. So, so from their perspective, they'd much prefer to know up front exactly what they're going to be selling because you know, production and logistical, it, it's much better. So if they did hold some back um, for the rest of the world sales that were coming up, it wouldn't surprise me because the worst thing, um, going into some of those other countries, which are very much new markets in a lot of cases, would be to have even less phones available, and that would really uh, upset people. So it, they may have had the stock there. They may have held it, some of it back for the release into other countries. Could they have sold 7 to 8 million? I don't know. I think they did a pretty good job. I've not heard too many people complaining who went to stores and said said they didn't get one. Um, but obviously it soon went on to a two or three week wait. But it's now been released. And, and I don't know what the, the, um, the wait time is now on the website. In fact, I haven't been to have a look. But th- that having said, it wasn't as if you couldn't get one from a carrier because plenty of right. carriers still had them available. 
Well, no, not necessarily, because one of the stories I was reading uh, last week was that Apple had actually kind of constrained their supply to their third-party resellers, and I think they were saving most of what was in the channel for their own retail stores or for online sales. Well, let's, let's, I've just had a quick look at the website, and it's now three to four weeks wait for the yeah. iPhone. Now, for, for any company with that scenario where you expect to buy immediately, that is bad news because you've got a three- to four-week period where that person could actually change their mind. Right. And if we were talking – and this has nothing to do with whether or not Android phones have a particular quality or not. But when you have more than one company selling similar devices, well, if you go and you want to get a uh, Samsung Galaxy 20 and it's sold out there, but then you find out that there's a uh, SunSam Universe 19 next door, then you'll just go and buy one of those. But if you want an iPhone, well, you kind of only got one company to go to. That's right. So, so I, I mean, if it, it's now gone up to three, four weeks in the UK, so uh, actually, that's probably we won't see the true numbers until the end of the quarter. But I've got a feeling sure. there's going to be some massive sales on this this device. Yeah, yeah. And uh, to, to to put it in some in some context, uh, I did a little bit of research and I found out basically by you know we had that big patent trial here, and both Apple and Samsung were kind of forced to release some of their numbers and according to the numbers released by uh, Samsung for the Galaxy S2 they sold a a, a total of 4.2 million phones of that particular model from quarter 3 of 2010 to the end of quarter 3 2012 and by Samsung Galaxy 2 you have to remember that They'll sell that exact same phone under slightly different names, depending on on what carrier you're trying to get it from. Okay. But they sold they sold about four four point two. They sold over four million phones of that particular model over the course of about three years. Right. Or two years. Sorry. Uh, in that same time period, Apple sold over fifty six million iPhones. Now. It, it might not seem fair to compare just one model, though sold under different names, to the iPhone, which encompassed three distinct models of their Correct. own in the same time Correct. period. Yes. Namely, we're talking about the 3GS, the 4, and the 4S. So let's, we'll include them all. According to the documents as provided by Samsung, they sold 21.25 million phones of all models in that same time period, while Apple sold almost three times that many, and this is going on about you know the analysts calling Apple's numbers disappointing, and I find it odd that I don't hear those same analysts calling Samsung's numbers disappointing. So I guess my question is: Well, that's because uh, they're, they're, they're well, you know, I I could throw this at you and say, well, that's because the analysts' expectation of Samsung phone is that they actually have done quite well um, because they didn't expect them to sell that many. <laughs> okay, but isn't I mean? But aren't they being kind of disingenuous in their reporting of Apple, as as far as a result of, you know, is it because of ego or is it a need by the companies that they work with for attention, and you know, the companies that these analysts work for? Well, it, I would hope that the companies that they work for has some very good parameters in place to measure um, the work rate that these guys do and and, and the. Um, 
the information that they bring back and the results that they bring back. So if they're reporting uh, and making a loud enough voice, maybe if enough of them do it, they can also see, look, they said that and they said that, so it must be true. So they could be, but at the end of the day, they've got their own results to to come up with. So I, I, I do find it odd that they come out and are slightly disappointed or say that they're disappointed when a company sold more of a particular phone on launch weekend than they have of any other phone in the past. And and now they, um, the wait times for that phone is going up, which in, indicates to me that there are a lot more people buying it. And that's why I think at the end of this quarter, we're going to see some massive numbers on this phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. I mean, I, I, I don't really care for analysts, to be honest with you. I mean, not when they come out and start shouting up and down about things like this, but I, I I also understand where they're coming from. Um, you know, the, the Apple itself is such a um, an easy target um, yeah. for these guys to look at. Um, but equally, there's a lot of shares being made on the back of Apple, so that's why there's a lot of tension on them. Well, do you think that this could be an attempt to manipulate stock prices with Apple? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it, it, it could be. It could be, you know, drop the price slightly so they can make some sales and then buy Apple stock because they know it's going to be going up. Could well be the case because they could be thinking exactly what I'm thinking. And the fact that at the end of the quarter, there's going to be some massive numbers. And guess what's going to happen to Apple share price? It's going to go through the roof again. <laughs> it, yeah. it, you, you, it's it's a well, gamble, I mean, isn't it, Guy? It's a gamble, and that's that's what the stock market is to a certain degree. Some of well, it is relatively it is. safe, but some a lot of it is actually also a gamble. Stock but share what, prices what can go up crazy, as well as down. What makes me crazy is people with either inside knowledge or the ability to manipulate stock by, by releasing, let's say, kindly, misleading information. And... But deck, that's the, I, I mean, deck. but let, let's go back. I mean, I, I bet that's happened in the past. We've just not noticed it in the past because it's been uh, about other companies that we've got absolutely no interest in. Well, that could be. But when when you compare, you know, basically what they're doing is they're comparing every single model of Android phone from every single company that makes it to Apple. And yes, Apple didn't sell as many iPhones as the entire android market uh but you know this goes back to the to the argument that apple has to be compared to everyone in mass when discussing nearly any product that apple competes in and i i think that's wrong you know apple sells a product various other companies sell similar products compare them to each other individually before uh-huh. declaring a failure or success of either apple or these other companies and the, and the analysts should know better than this and probably do well, I think I, I think you're being a bit disingenuous there. I think they do, guy. Oh, I think no, they do. Not me. No, <laughs> I think they do compare Apple and the sales of the hardware on an individual basis to um, to other companies like Samsung uh, and LG, etc. Where it gets a bit blurred is when they start talking about the um, iOS figures. Uh, you know the OS figures compared, you know, against Android uh, and the others, and and some people, I think, there are some inaccurate um, 
reporting, which kind of merges those two processes and the fact that, you know, iOS is the iPhone and here's the sales and this is what Google sold. And they, they forget that there are two different things that's going on here because obviously Apple doesn't make money out of it out of its OS. And you could say equally that uh, Google doesn't make money out of its OS, but Google does make money out of its OS because the more phones it's on, the more search engines it's likely to be um, used. And Put that's what, right. that's right. And that's because they want to grab as much information from everybody as they can. Um, I, I think I think they do. I think the analysts do understand the difference between Apple selling the hardware versus companies uh, versus Apple selling the iOS uh, ecosphere versus Google. Okay. Uh, well, it just seems to me that most people that, that casually read tech blogs don't remember what <laughs> analysts have said in the past, and that's kind of what they count on. Remember the name, forget the outcome seems to be the standard in which they live. Well, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, me. yeah, you could. I mean, you could be right there. They could be making lots of statements to try and make a name for themselves individually or as an organization, um, so they can obviously themselves get more customers. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've beaten that to death. <laughs> as much as I'd like to beat some analysts to death, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. Uh, the second thing that seems to be important and all over the all over the webs this week is maps. Uh, in particular, the iOS six. Uh, map app, which replaced the standard Google Map app that was there from iOS 1 to iOS 5. Um, is it as good as the app it replaced? And I guess that kind of depends on, on what you use the Google Maps app for uh, Correct. previous incarnations. I actually tried to use it as a GPS application uh, when I when I'd driven from uh, here in Northern Virginia to Chicago a number of years ago, and I'd just gotten my iPhone 3GS. And I used a, a regular GPS app to get all the way to Chicago, but once I was in Chicago, I was trying to find a local Apple store, and I wasn't sure what the address was. So I looked it up in Google, found the address, but there was no easy way to get that information you know, from the search engine into the navigation app that I had. So I tried using the, the standard Google Maps app. And it was awful. I, I, you know, it didn't stay current with what was on the screen in relationship to where my car was. So I had to keep reaching down and, and scroll the screen to try to see where I was. Uh, it, it didn't use anything. It, it didn't seem to use cellular towers to correlate where I was. So there would be times I would be actually two blocks ahead of the Google Map app, which, of course, almost renders it useless to try to figure out where it is you are. So I, I, I guess the only thing that it seemed to be good for, and you know, people can argue with me if they want to, was that if you use public transportation, apparently it was great. It was great if you use public transportation. Well, I've, I've got to say... Thing that the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I've, I've got to say on, on the um, locating thing, I've used the Google Maps uh, on my iPhone before. And I, in fact, I'm lying to you, I actually used it on my iPod uh, previously. And I found that incredibly, incredibly accurate for a device which was only using uh, Wi-Fi towers. Um, right which, you know, th there weren't too many around us either. So I was quite surprised at that. 
I, however, I have used, I don't know whether you've used the turn-by-turn uh, Maps app on um, iOS 6, on the new Maps not app yet. guy. Okay, now, I, I've not been damning. I think people are, um, may think, uh, certainly if they listen to IMP, that I was damning of the Maps app. And to a certain degree I was, because I said, you know, people would have an expectation, and if it doesn't hit that expectation, then, you know, they're not going to trust it. And there are there are a lot of complaints Certainly in the UK, I mean, I'm finding quite a lot of inaccuracies locally. However, that's not stopped me from using the app and, and moving forward and making adjustments to the, uh, the map app. And I've got to say, I've got to put kudos out to Apple on this one because obviously you've now got a turn-by-turn device on your phone, um, right. which normally costs money. And it's been extremely accurate um i've used it on several occasions and on a couple of occasions one on one occasion i went out of a 3g signal area went into a edge or 2g signal area and i was thinking all right this is where it's going to struggle but it didn't now i stayed in that 2g area turned the phone off uh turned my maps off went back to my phone several hours later because it was while i was uh, out refereeing and it it took a few minutes because I was still in the edge or 2G area. It took a few minutes, but it didn't take that long really for the GPS to then kick in again or for the maps app to kick in again, locate where I was, and then give me the instructions to get back. Now, obviously, I knew where I was going, um, but it, it, I was quite surprised at that. Now, I had an even bigger shock the other day because I was driving along um, from Northampton to Stamford and again i just had it on test i was testing the device and i went into a no service area guy note that no service so i didn't have wi-fi or any um 3g signal 2g signal or edge signal on my phone at all the maps app continued to work so i thought Mm, interesting. I'm going to turn the phone off. So I press the, you know, press the button on the top and turn the phone right, off. You thought maybe it was just kind of estimating where you were based on yeah, the information that yeah. you had going in. Now I didn't turn the maps app off, but I then turned the phone back on just by pressing the button. But got my phone back up and working. And after a second or two, once I'd gone back into maps, it relocated me and told me where I was. And I was gobsmacked at that. So there are some definite big advantages and although there are some inaccuracies in in the maps app itself like we, we've got a local park near us which has got a small pond in the middle however the whole park is now a lake apparently um, <laughs> oh, are, and, are there any ducks yeah, are there yeah. any ducks yeah they're, any, yeah they're watching me are they watching me <laughs> and, and we've got a shop just around the corner, which has been shut for several years, and it's still apparently a shop just around the corner. So there are bits like that which need updating. But And there are people that will say that, I can't trust it. But I've got to say, for a free application and an improvement to um, the Maps app, I've been impressed on the turn-by-turn location. Yeah, and, you know, frankly, you know, the, the Map app for Android, which Google, of course, also makes had GPS navigation with turn-by-turn from the very beginning. And from what I've been reading, uh, Apple had asked them well over a year ago if you know when they were going to bring those features into the, the Google Maps app for iOS. And apparently, you know, Google wanting to have incentives for people to select an Android phone over an iOS phone 
had declined to do it. And I understand that that's perfectly within their rights to do so because that is a powerful tool. And when there's no free equivalent in iOS, you know, it can be, it's it's a bit of marketing that can be used against it. Uh, However, Google needs to understand that Apple wasn't just going to sit around and stew. They went out and bought the pieces that they needed to come up with their own maps. And I think it caught Google by surprise to find out that it wasn't going to be in a companion app, but a replacement. And I think it also came as a surprise to them to find out that Apple was going to remove the YouTube app too. Yeah, I, 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 no comment on that one. No idea. <laughs> well, do you think that Apple should have removed both of those apps? Well, I've, I've got to say, I know that my daughter's not very impressed with the Google YouTube app, although I've heard lots of other people say it's actually much better. But she was quite used to that. Uh, you know, going and searching, and, and she was used to that UI. And this brings me back, this actually also brings me back to people using the Google Maps. People get very set in their ways, Guy. Now, that's not right, because, you know, you should widen your, your view slightly and, and sure. be able to take in new stuff. But people like what they know. And I think that's been the biggest problem, actually, with the Maps app and taking that YouTube app a, away as well. There was no, you know... Here's an alternative, right? We're trying to strive forward. It might not be great at the start, but we're trying to strive forward with this. Oh, we've taken the YouTube app away, but actually there is there are other YouTube app uh, applications available if you want them. Go sure. here. Here are other map applications available to you. Now, as it happens, they've gone and done that, and they've given people options to go to other uh, map apps if they want to. It would have been so much better for them if they'd done that in the first place. What? Uh, pointed out other other yeah. GPS alternatives. Put, put the hands up and said, "Look, you know, we are striving to go forward and better. Certainly with the Maps app, uh, this is what we've got at the moment. Um, there are others, you know, there are alternatives available to you, uh, but we want to make this better with the help of our users. That's what we want to strive for. And I think they would have had a much better reaction." Well, rather than, you know, rather than pretending, rather than pretending that their maps app was the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> well, I like sliced bread. <laughs> Maybe go. not as much as I like the maps app, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, who do you think is the biggest loser in this, Apple or Google? Um, probably Google. Probably Google in the long term. I think in the short term, no. But in the longer term, I think that I think this is going to be a cracking up. And people will be used to not seeing. Uh, <sighs> the more applications that can be used which aren't Google, the less power they've got in people's minds. Because at the moment, people, you know, people say Google for everything that you can do on a device or, you know, on on your computer. Oh, I'd use Google yeah. Docs. Oh, I use Google Calendar. Oh, I use Google Mail. And I, yeah, well, great. But Google, Google are paying for that. And I tell you what, they're paying for it. We, we're uh, all paying for it. Correct, correct. So you know, um, I'm, you know that I'm not a big, uh, <laughs> a fan of Google. In fact, the other day I was I was trying to search for something, and I put it into Google App, and I had to go through two or three pages before I got to the sort of results that I, w- I was looking for. And I thought I'm not happy with this, so I put the same search uh, request, exactly the same search request, into Bing. And I tell you what, it was up on the first page. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So just have a think, people. Just have a think. You know, there's, there's too much of this, um, you know, sponsored links which they've got and links which take you to somewhere where there's plenty of advertising. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly happy with uh, some of the Google stuff at the moment. But you know, they do some great stuff. We're using Google Docs at the moment. You know, I'm yeah, not going mean, to. We, we can't it's say not we're like not. We didn't try other things. And the, correct, correct. So they do some great stuff. I'm not going to knock them for that because they do do great stuff. But you know, they're a company who have to pay for this sort of stuff, and it's done through advertising. Right. Just be just be aware of that. That's all. I'm well, saying. not only not only advertising, but Collecting selling, selling, selling data, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Collecting information but, on the people but, that but are using those services, and I'm yeah. not saying that that's wrong. No, but, but you know, back to your, but back to your you question. You need to go into it with your eyes open. Yeah, but back to your question of who's losing losing out. I think longer term it will be Google. Short term, they probably haven't lost too much um, face because oh. of what's happened. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Apple's Tim Cook actually apologized last week for how supposedly bad the Maps app is and promising that it'll get better. However, Google is missing out on all that yummy data that they need to justify their rates to advertisers. And, you know, I could see if this goes on long enough, I, I could see Apple reaching, you know, handing an olive branch to Microsoft and making Bing their default uh, uh, search engine in OS ten, and I how think much that would of a be a, blow I would think that, that would be? be I think that would be a big step, guy. To be honest with you, because oh, well, I'm not. I'm, of course, it would be, but I think it's going to depend partially on. I think how it'll happen. I think what will happen is you'll get an option. You'll get a very clear option, not just it'll be. Do you want to use this search engine or do you want to use this search engine? And my yeah. my and my, that would be in, my, inter, my intonation was there. I went a bit quieter on the Google options. Yeah, yeah, and I well, I think we need to we need to move on from here. Yeah, people. Uh, but that, that's our take on, on all this stuff with Google Maps and and all the stuff going on with the the nonsense about the iPhone. So everyone, please stand by to stand by that's my sean connery but not a really good one and we'll be right back here's my sean connery oh hi hi q you're the shite you're the shite for sure right you're not going to keep that in are you sure i am Technology is everywhere, and the internet could seem like a large, scary place. Well, let TeacherCast bring it into focus for you. TeacherCast.net features the best in app reviews, screencasts, how-tos, and so much more. TeacherCast.net is also available in the App Store. Be sure to check out TeacherCast, because students aren't the only ones with a lot to learn. Flabby in unnatural places. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the last section of the MyMac.com podcast. Um, we don't really have anything for you right at this moment, but we do have what has become one of the favorite parts of the show, which is, of course, hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for gassing a tip. Oh, dear, he's dying. I am dying. Okay. 
Shall I? Do, do you what want you me got? to jump straight in? Just go right at it. I go right at it. Okay. Well, that's that's me all over. I go for it. Um, okay. So um, I, I put in the top of this. It's a real quick tip, but actually turned out not to be quite so quick but anyway i'm sure a lot of you use the inspector to see details of a file uh you can do this by either right clicking or two-fingered clicking on your trackpad as i have it set up uh, on a particular file and then clicking get info Uh, you can of course also get to this by clicking on the file and get info uh, on the menu bar or by pressing command i on your keyboard once you've got a a file uh, selected now i use this a lot on folders to find out the size of the folder and to see how many items they're inside Um, but also i've used it um, when I want to select multiple files um, in a window to see the size, uh, especially if I want to then send them out on an external file, i.e. via mail, or if I want to put them on an external drive. Now, if you do the same things that I've said up above by right-clicking or going file and get info or command I, what you get is for every single file that you've got selected is a sub-menu uh, jumping up and giving you information about each of those individual files. <coughs> You're all right I'm over there. So sorry. No, I'm not all right. What's, I don't know what's going on here. Okay, well, here the option key is your friend. So, again, by either right clicking, two finger clicking on your trackpad if you've got it set up that way, um, clicking on the file menu, uh, you'll see the get info option is now changed to show inspector. So, when you click on command I, Um, sorry, option command I, one single menu window will open giving you the number of items, which you're probably not too worried about, but what it will give you is your total file size. And I like it. So that's either for a folder or individual file or a group of files. Well, well it's really a group of files, guy. Because if if you if you right click or double click or go Command I on a file, it will actually give you the number of files that are inside that file and the size of that file. Okay, so it tells you how many items are inside a file. But if you want to click on multiple items, and then you want to see, because you might be you know, selecting a load of pictures, for example, or you might be selecting a Word document and, or you know, a, a Pages document and lots of other files, and you want to add all of those files up, if you just press the Option button, it'll then come up with the option to Show Inspector. You click on that rather than Get Info, and it then will have added all of those files up and give you the total size of those files rather than opening an individual um, information uh, menu for each file that you've selected. That is good. That is really cool. You like that? Oh. I do like that. And that reminds me, I I need to do something, don't I? You do. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. Is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? (laughs) Still makes finish. (laughs) Will you let me finish? (laughs) (laughs) And and folks, it should probably not come as a surprise that Gaz has to say that a lot in the the making of these podcasts. Oh. Okay, well, let's not, let's not, um, you know, let's get on to the app picks because it sounds like your cough's coming on a bit. because you've done too much talking. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, like that never happens. Uh, my <laughs> app pick this week, uh, and the reason why I was thinking of it will become apparent later on, 
uh, is Swift Publisher 3 by B-Lite Software. It's $19.99 at the Mac App Store. And this is the official, and he's saying this with quotes, the official Woody making app for the My Mac podcast. And what I kind of like about this program is it's, it's Photoshop light light. You know, you, you don't have the ability to make, you know, multiple layers and all that. You've got two layers. You've got a foreground and a background. And the stuff that's in the background stays in the background un- unless you, you hit that part of it and you manipulate it. Stuff in the foreground stays in the foreground unless you hit the, the bar for that layer and, and manipulate it. And it just makes it really, really easy to to create kind of clever looking little files you know the the woody notwithstanding but the, it is the app that i use to make the woodies and currently it's it's currently got an introductory price of uh 33% off so oh i didn't know that i saw yes. it was at 19 is that 33 so i guess it's uh it's 19.99 normally yeah 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 so that's the introductory price at the moment so get it quick yep it's a great app Okay, now my app is actually an app which I've, I've got to blame. I'm pretty sure it's Mark Greentree for this. Um, so, Mark, huh. you, uh, hold out your hand. That's hmm. your wrist slapped. Um, he mentioned this, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll go over and have a look at this. And it's basically, it's called Chasing Yellow. That's Chasing Y E double L O. Chasing Y E double L O. Yellow. Um, and basically, it's a fish which swims up a river and is being chased by its little girl who obviously used to keep this fish in a goldfish bowl and he's basically trying to i keep saying basically don't i um he's trying to escape basically Basically, i do keep saying basically um he tries to escape from his goldfish bowl and you have to swim and go through obstacles under obstacles over obstacles and mark's going to be doing a review on this on for the mymap.com website but i've been playing it and it's currently free now i've played it on the ipad and i've played it on the phone and surprisingly enough I find this a better game for the phone than for the iPad. So it's free at the moment. Go and download it. Well, is if it, is got, it one of those that you have to hit the... Um, you do a bit uh, of swiping with it, really. button? No, no, no. Do you have no, to the no, 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 iPad no, version? No, I, there's an iPad version. There is an iPad version, but I still find it a better... It's from the control because you, you use your, your finger to swipe and to go down to, and for the fish to dive and to jump out of the water. But it, equally, you have to um, adjust the... Um, the angle of the phone so that he swims from side to side and i find that easier to do with the phone than i did with the ipad uh, i found it much more accurate on the iphone on the phone on the iphone or you know what this kind of reminds me of yeah is a uh, temple run in a way a, it, it's a little bit like temple run um but it, it, you know the, uh, uh, yes it's a little bit like temple run um i, I just like the graphics on this and um yeah it looks fun it looks fun Yep, and we 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 don't have a people's pick this week, so you guys are sad face, sad face, slacking off. Yeah, oh, so sad. Sla- hey, slackers! I, I tell you what, you people out there, you're slacking. Now pull your finger <laughs> out and send in some people's picks, please. Now come what on. Programs? Um, is it that you guys like? <laughs> tell us. Let us know. <laughs> um, we um, we um, we don't what? have <laughs> we we don't have a new. Uh, any new iTunes 
uh, reviews. God, I can't even speak. Uh, duh, duh, duh. We, well, we let's move on iTunes, then. If we don't have any, iTunes, move on, guy. <laughs> well, there's a reason why I'm bringing it up. Oh, right. Uh, now, Gary Apter sent us one last week. Mm-hmm. And as you recall, he wrote it in German. Or was, the US was it German? Or, yes, yeah, he wrote or it in, in the German US on the US store. store. Right. So I sent him, I sent him a Woody, uh, but I, I changed it slightly to... I think it was uh, Latvian. No, no, it was Greek. I made the, an entire Woody in Greek and copied and pasted it from Swift Publisher. See, that was the kickback ah, to I my app pick. I ah, see. So clever. So clever that I am. And so he has a Greek Woody because he sent in a German <laughs> iTunes review on the American store. See, it all makes sense. It if does, you give me you a chance see, to explain it. Oh, dear. So everybody, <laughs> if you'd like to go over to iTunes and give us a review, you, I, I tell you what, I've got no idea what you're going to get from us. It could be anything. It could really be anything. <laughs> now, if people do put a review in the iTunes store, let us know. Uh, send us your email, and you can do that by Guy. I believe you've got an email address. I do. I have a couple of them, but we'll just stick to this one right now. It's okay. Guy at MyMac.com. And, of course, uh, I'm also on the Twitters in various ways. And But the main one you can reach me at is twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. What about was, you, was, guess? That was a strangled, that was a strangled, that definite was, strangled. Now, uh, now we, people probably we talk, don't like we talk, sometimes. Why, They're why afraid of talk, ducks. They'd be afraid of will you, will you let me finish? Let me finish. <laughs> We have got some feedback from our good friend Mark Shepard um, on, the, on the Twitters as well. But actually, I'm gonna leave, we're going to take those as bumpers and do them sometime. So I think we'll probably talk about those another time. Anyway, on the Twitters, if you contact us, you can contact me at twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z. Oh, Z-Z. Sorry, I got lost for a minute. <laughs> oh, dear. You can also kind of... I was me. over at TweetDeck trying, trying to find those, uh, those bumpers for Mark Shepard and got lost. <laughs> um, you can also uh, get me at gaz at mymac.com you can also get both Guy and I on the Twitters at twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz that's G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z G-A-Z-Z-Z you can also contact us via feedback at mymac.com and we have a Skype number we do have a Skype number stop interrupting me will you Go ahead. We do have a Skype number, as Guy just said, as I'd said before him, which is, Guy, give them the number, baby. 703-436-9501-Z. No, scratch the Z. It's just 703-436-9501. For the love of God, call our Skype number. What is wrong with you people? Do you not listen to this show? Oh, well, yeah, there is that. Oh, no, no, they don't, do they? No, well, not if they've got well, a Well, you know what? Even if, even if they don't listen to the show, okay? <laughs> Still bring it. That's right. Bring it anyway. And because it's important, it, it matters to us. Okay. And, and I think it's time we, we get out of here. So, I everyone, so. thank you so very, very much for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And I would like to say that I think this is the best show I've ever done and that I'm good enough 
smart enough and doggone it people like me and <laughs> that was a weekend yeah, that was a weekend ha! funny stuff because we record on the weekend well not that funny <laughs> would you like to try that again uh, do you want me to do it again Will you let yeah. me finish? All right, I'll do it again. Here's, here comes a big end, okay? Okay. And... Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Guy tries and tries for the show to try and make it great and will flow. Gaz gave him a hand because he definitely needed a plan to attempt to have better audio. <sighs> Maybe next week, folks.